The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Craig. Welcome to our show. What a victory. Oh my gosh. What a victory. We're going to talk about that and many more things here on show 223. Monday, we're going to talk about who got popped, who got cut, who got creased. That's right. And also a post game for the Tampa Bay Massacre. That's right, because that's exactly what it was. And also, we'll hit this story which way do we go now? Which way do the Oakland Raiders go now? And we'll hit the bone line, of course, because you guys have a lot to say. 2008 season, here we are. I want to just throw this little interjection in because. I heard on the radio, I thought it was precious. I want to share with you guys, Randy Moss, in the last two seasons since he's left Oakland, has no bling. That's right, folks. He was on a team that went undefeated in the regular season. And guess what? Yeah, that's right. He got punked last year. No ring. Randy Biatch. That's right. And this year, 11 wins, and they're not even going to the playoffs. You gotta love it. It's called Kamra Sutra Patna. That's right, Randy Moss, Candy Moss. Quit on the Raiders, Moss. Whatever. It's perfect for him. I thought I'd share that with you guys. I thought it was a very nice take indeed. So without further ado, let's hit the post game for the Tampa Bay Massacre. I'm an OG fool, the old stands for Oak Town. Do you know about my city? The city of Oak. Raider Nation, Raider Nation, that's right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what a freaking game. Well, I was at work during the game, of course. I did get on the webpage and the website, of course, and into the chat room, which was awesome to see you guys in there. I'm sure in the not-too-distant future, the chat room is going to be popping with comments and people. It's going to be great. It's perfect for now. Anyways, it was good to talk to you guys. The game was awesome. Looking there in Tampa Bay, beautiful weather, beautiful temperature. Matter of fact, everybody was sweating. I was sweating. I just didn't know which team was going to show up. And good Lord, could you believe it? I was in awe. I couldn't believe it. People were calling me from all over. All the stations, people were calling saying, is this the Raiders? Is this your team? Who are these guys? And I got to say this. They were the same guys that showed up in our last game and kicked some Asolito. This game was a great game for the Oakland Raiders, one of the best in the last six seasons. Dominant in all phases of the game. Not just getting by, not just squeaking by, not just a freak as shown in the two consecutive wins. 
Last two games we won convincingly and with pride and busting balls. I'll tell you that right now. And on this game, uh, Jamarcus Russell was a star. Solid performance with great steps forward in his development. He showed not only accuracy with his arm, he flew a little high like his tended to, but he did get the ball to the receivers. But the most important thing about this, man, check this out. I got to give it to this kid. He went through his progressions. He didn't lock onto a receiver. He spread the ball around. He had one interception in the fourth quarter. He was careless, but he did cap tackle the guy after he ran 84 yards, but he tackled him, kept him out of the end zone. But the thing that made this my turnaround on Jamarcus, and I'm going to have to tell you this, I'm eating some words today, folks, because this kid came out, three plays, 66-yard drive that ended in a 12-yard strike to Johnny Lee Higgins to cut the Tampa Bay lead 24-21. First and 10 Raiders inside the red zone. Russell back, looks left, throws left, caught! Touchdown, Johnny Lee Higgins again. He beat Rondé Barber, and the Raiders with 9.53 to play are right back in the game. Russell showed up big time, folks. The bounce back this kid had showed that he just matured overnight. All you guys said that we should wait. You were right. I got to just give it to you. Because after that, there were 17 unanswered points on the rate of victory. He went 14 for 21, 148 yards, and two touchdowns. That is awesome. Not perfect, but he had great pocket presence. He stood in there, took a beating. The kid played good football, and that's one thing I got to say. Whether it was the coaching or his ability to maybe read defenses more, I don't think that's what it was. But I think more of it was coaching and the ability to have these plays in here to give him an opportunity to pass the ball was crazy. The running backs. Man, the game ball's got to go to my man, Michael Bush. Michael Bush, the invisible man most of the season. The second-year pro just blew them out. 27 carries for 177 yards. Whoo! What a beating. His 67-yard gallop down the field that blew everybody's mind took the Raiders to a 28-24 fourth quarter lead. The Raiders start on their 33. Here's Russell handing off Michael Bush. A big hole for the right side. 35, 40, three, oh. three, gone. 40, only Rondé Barber can stop a 20, 10, 5. Michael Touchdown. Bush is in the end zone. <laughs> Touchdown, Raiders. Michael Bush breaks one 67 yards. And the Raiders have a 27-24 lead with the extra point upcoming. The Buccaneers crowd was stunned and had nothing to say. <laughs> we closed the game showing a toughness that we haven't seen in years. Michael Bush had to have a timeout so he could take a breather for crying out loud. Two touchdowns in his pocket in this single game alone. Third down and two. Lawton in a true eye ahead of Michael Bush. Stewart goes in motion left, followed by June. Hand off Bush off the right side. He's got the first down, and he bangs down to the goal Touchdown. line. He's in. Touchdown, Raiders. Michael Bush ran for the first down and then powered in the end zone for the touchdown. He even threw a pass for a pass interference call that caused us to go down the field for his first running touchdown. 
Zach Miller comes in tight left. A toss play to Michael Bush. Bush will stop and throw the ball down the field. He's got Watkins open. That's got to be a flag, and it is. Interference on Will Allen. Absolutely unbelievable. Excellent job. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about a big bruiser like Tyrone Wheatley, or I can go down the list. Nothing wrong with Fargus, but I just think Michael Bush is a short yardage, constant beater that we need in the front. Johnny Lee Higgins had a solid outing, man. Six receptions, 52 yards, and a fourth quarter score. First and 10 Raiders inside the red zone. Russell back, looks left, throws left, caught, touchdown, Johnny Lee Higgins again. He beat Rondé Barber, and the Raiders with 9.53 to play are right back in the game. He ran routes that blew people out. He was open, way open. You could see him separate by three to five yards. Unbelievable. Chad Schillings put together his second straight three-reception game, 46 yards for him, and a second career touchdown. A bunch formation left. Higgins, Schillings, Watkins, Russell back, looking left, throwing, caught! Chad Schillings in the end zone on a slant route. Touchdown, Raiders! Zach Miller, 28-yard haul off a beautiful fake by Russell. They fake the handoff left, and Russell's throwing down the field. Caught by Zach Miller, breaks a tackle, and still powering himself down to the Buccaneers' seven-yard line. Put the Raiders in the Tampa Bay eight-yard line before we took a 14-7 lead in the second quarter. Chaz Schillens was in there, too, for 19 yards. Great play by everyone who got that rock thrown their way, Padna. The offensive line, let me just say, since Tom Cable had to take over coaching the offensive line two games ago, there has been a vast improvement in line play, a vast improvement. The holes they were blowing open were crazy huge. The offensive line dominated the trenches the entire game from the very first snap. Monty Kiffin thought he was going to come in there and roughshod on the Raiders' offensive line, and it never occurred, never materialized, never. Mario Henderson starts his fifth consecutive game at left tackle and was a stud. Jay Grove had a knee injury early that I was freaked out about, came back in the game and played like a behemoth lineman. The group allowed one sack, and that's just because Russell didn't have time to get rid of the ball. Offensive line play was phenomenal. They were blowing people off the ball. They had total dominance on the offensive line. Now, the defensive line didn't do as well because the Bucks put 125 yards on us on the ground. But Gerald Warren... Every time I saw something going down, Gerald Warren was in the picture, man. That guy was cutting. He was going everywhere. And that the Derek Burgess, too, didn't get a sack, but he was all over Garcia's ass. He was chasing him everywhere, and it forced Garcia to be panicked. Now, he did the same thing he does all games, but he could not throw the ball because he didn't put his feet in one place long enough because somebody would have been on him right now. And the last sack of the game, of course, was Grayson Gunheim, a graduate of Sebastopol Annalee High School right here in my little hometown. 
Third and five. On the Raider 45, Bryant goes in motion. He lines up with Joey Galloway, their speed guy, but he's old. Here's Garcia back. Looks like Tampa held Gunheim. Garcia cocks the death throw, and the Raiders sack him. And that might end the game. Gunheim came up with the sack. The kid is a stud, and it was good to see him play. We are so proud of him here in Sebastopolis. The linebackers. Linebackers' last two games have been on fire, but Kirk Morrison came in huge, 13 tackles. Thomas Howard got injured, of course, but he was everywhere on the field, and the cool thing about this Raider Nation was the people who came in and took their place while they were injured did a phenomenal job. Everyone did a phenomenal job because there were key players out of the mix. Along with Thomas Howard was Naomdi. Asamoah was gone. He was out of the game with a neck injury, but the secondary played like they were on fire. Justin Miller, please, took over in Asamoah's absence and did a hell of a good job. Kareem Eugene showed that he could do it and almost got an interception there. Almost, man. It was so close. Rashid Baker, please. He did intercept and played an outstanding game. There's Garcia back, throwing one down the left sideline into coverage. Hit, intercepted, inbounds by Baker. He came yes. away with it. What an interception by Baker with safety help over the top as they were lofting it down the sideline to Antonio Bryant on Justin Miller. Tremendous coverage, and Baker somehow came over, intercepted the ball, and kept both feet in bounds. I don't know how he did it. And Garcia had nowhere to go for the majority of the game. Fantastic job done by the secondary, who's been beat up. And we got our first stringers out. Chris Johnson wasn't in. Crazy. Shane Leckler, six punts, 47.7 yards average. He's, he dropped the ball inside the 20-yard line four times. Crazy, crazy, crazy. That made the game what it was, was field position. And Shane Leckler, we got to get a way to get that guy and keep him on our team, folks. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I'm just so bummed. I don't even want to say it. But Shane Leckler and Namdi already cleaned their locker out before this game. Their locker's cleaned out, people. And I don't know what that means. I hope it doesn't mean what I think it means. But... uh I hope we can put a deal together for these two guys because we need these guys now more than ever. Justin Miller had four kickoff returns for 90 freaking yards. Our field position was never worse than a 32 and, and at the 52, 50 yard line most of the time. It was crazy. And I got to give this to Tom, the cable guy. I know Raider Mike's laughing right now. I got to give the props to the man. Because in his last two games, I don't know what happened. Now, Raider Nation, stick with me on this one. I don't know what happened, but his play calling between the run and the pass, the, the imaginative plays, the flickers, the <laughs> all these... All these plays we didn't see all year long. 
The Raiders scored 17 unanswered points to win the game, and Chucky's face is, well, how Chucky's face gets. He had the Grinch that stole Christmas look, and I'm telling you right now, <laughs> it was kind of good to see. Well, you know, it's very disappointing. At the same time, um, I'll be realistic looking at the entire facts that we have. I'm sick for our players and our fans more than anything. And uh, that's about all I can do to sum it up that way. Just say I'm very disappointed. Um, we did not play our best football in the month of December. And uh, there's a lot of reasons for that, the competition we played, and obviously I didn't do a good enough job. The defense played pretty well, but I just don't think Rob Ryan's going to be hanging around next season. I hope not. He's had plenty of time. The game was tremendous. The finish was tremendous. The play calling was tremendous. The effort from these players was above and beyond expectation by far. And it was great to see this team come out and put a win and kick these biatches out of the playoff picture because if we they would have won, they'd have gone to the playoffs. The Cowboys got blown away by the by the uh the doggone uh Eagles. And <laughs> Shanna Rat got blown away by the San Diego nutless, boltless charges, dead battery chargers. You gotta love that. That was precious to see, man. It was beautiful. Oh, gosh. Good job, Raiders. Way to send the nation out with a positive at the end of the year. We don't have to take a full summer of beatings. Thank you so much. I love it, man. It gives the Raider Nation something to look forward to. Oh, my gosh. Great freaking game, Raiders. Three, two, one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been knocked out of the playoffs by the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders come here to Tampa and beat the Buccaneers to knock them out of the playoffs. Our next story is Black Monday. <laughs> I see a red door and I want it into black. No colors anymore, I want them to turn black. Okay, well, Black Monday came, and here's who's gone. Fired on Monday, of course, was Rod Marinelli of the Detroit 0-16 Lions, who actually did it. And Jim Rome is celebrating somewhere, he said, with a tuxedo and a bottle of champagne. They went all the way, he said, all the way to obscurity. And you know, I want to say this, too. It's not like they didn't try. It's not that the team wasn't trying. 
I just think that this long period, many years of mismanagement has just decimated this team. And they're going to need someone to totally redo something. You think we're bad. Take a look at them. Romeo Cronell, who I never thought was a really good coach, coaching prospect to begin with. I couldn't believe they went to where they went, but I believe his coaching staff was decimated earlier, and um, he couldn't do anything either. He has a 4-12 record, and he is history, too. Here's an interesting one. Eric Mangini, out with the Jets on a 9-7 record. His debacle, I guess, and their their attempt to make a run at the Super Bowl at all costs didn't happen because Brett Favre, well, did what Brett Favre does at his age. You know, he just can't do it anymore, and I don't think the Jets were set up in a position to win anymore. There were a lot of injuries on this team, and the coach, incidentally, was seen from the players as a real asshole. Uh, none of the players liked Mangini. They did not like his style of management, just like they didn't like the style of management of the Super Bowl-winning Giants coach either. I don't put a lot of water in that bucket to the fact that the players don't like the coach. I, I think tough crap. A lot of players didn't like Parcells either, but he sure made them play and made them a lot of money, which is sometime what we're dealing with here in the NFL Tom Campbell's fate is yet to be determined. Okay, let's move on to our next story. Where do we go now? Where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go now? Where do we go? A little bit about the game. Obviously, uh, that's our best effort from top to bottom. We uh, we went after the game the whole way. Our goal was to, you know, match the intensity of a team trying to get in the playoffs in the first 10 minutes. And we were able to do that. We kind of traded with them early, and then we went down and got a score, and then they scored. Uh, but from there, you know, we just stayed together as a team. We, we, we became a team. I thought last week we proved it today. I said that would be the issue if we could back it up. And uh, the thing I'm most proud about is we lost a bunch of guys, and you have someone like Michael Bush step up and run for so many yards like that uh, against a good defense. But biggest thing, we stayed together as a team. We got down by 10. It didn't matter. The first time all year, it did not matter that we were behind. Jamarcus took us right down the field. Uh, the trick play obviously helped with a big PI, but he made a great throw to Johnny Lee for the touchdown, and now it's a ball game. And then I thought at that point we just took the game over up front and with our runner, and uh, we're just happy to win. I want to be the head coach of the Raiders, but it's not in my hands. Um, but I certainly know I put this team together and, and got it going the right direction, and today proved that. I really felt like six weeks ago, you know, that I really understood who we were and what we were trying to do. Uh, Try to, you know, understanding what we were trying to do defensively. Um, I've obviously felt more comfortable every week calling the plays offensively. Uh, it took a little bit, but really, I'm, I, about six weeks ago is when I felt like we started to act like teammates, and, and that's the biggest thing I can say to that. You know, we talked a lot about how we handle this game, and if we won the game, what it would mean to us for our future. This would be a playoff team. I believe that in the future, very near future. And I said, today's a lesson. Learn from it. Take from it. Uh, if you go out and win the game, you got a lot to take from it. Okay, so Tom Cable, I have to give him the props. Like I said, the guy did a great job. His play calling the last two games came out of somewhere. I don't know where, but it certainly wasn't obvious in the beginning of his season. Even with our win against the Jets, it looked like there was a little bit of light, but the following three games 
We didn't lose by a lot, but we did lose, and that's the point I'm trying to make. And the play calling was the same. Fargus off tackle, the same plays. And then we come to the last two games of the season, desperation. Everyone wants to keep their job, and lo and behold, we have two phenomenal games, the last game being the best game I've seen in six seasons from this team. Now, many people will say that Tom Cable deserves a break. He deserves an opportunity to coach this team. And I, you know, I got to tell you, I feel like, well, you know what? Maybe the guy does have a chance, and we should give him a chance. That's right, Raider Mike. That's what I'm talking about. But, and the big but here is, the huge 800-pound but in the room is, what if, by some strange stretch of the imagination, Al Davis decides in his in his feeble condition, because we got to admit he's he's getting up there, that Parcells, who is going to probably leave Miami because of a contract stipulation and he'll be paid all his money, will come to the Raiders and resurrect this team and bring it back to its glory days. We are ripe, folks, for that to occur. I... I just think that if if he can get the reassurances that Al will keep his crooked little fingers out of the pie, that Parcells will come in and run this organization as a GM and take us to the Super Bowl. The team is ready. We have the personnel. We have the coaching staff. I'm not saying we got to get rid of Cable. I'm saying, well, maybe Cable is the guy, but maybe he's not. Maybe we should let the general manager decide if that's the guy. Because I will not retreat from my opinion that we need a general manager to manage cap space, to manage player personnel acquisition, those types of things that Al <laughs> is having a hard time doing. I think that needs to be happening, and I think that would be a wonderful thing. If we could get Parcells and keep Cable, I would be in la-la land. The nation, I'll tell you, you couldn't buy a ticket to the Coliseum next season. I'll tell you right now, if Parcells gets hired as a general manager or president or CEO or whatever, having reins in power, you know how he rolls, and that would be no doubt that he would run this team. If he got hired here in Oakland, which is one of the things, one of the places he actually had said that he was considering, if you can believe that. He could take this team and turn us around quickly. And in no time at all, I'm sure we would have a a contending team like next season. But we have to let him be the man if he's the man. My preference would be that we always keep Cable. I don't want Cable going anywhere. He is an awesome line coach, and that is obvious. Now, as far as just taking another coach and going through the same drama that we did the last couple of years, well, if that's the best it's going to get, if they don't fire Rob Ryan and they keep him for another year and all the rest of the coaching leeches, then I'm going to have trouble with that. I'm going to tell you right now. We have played very well these last two games. Defensive has been okay as well. But I just believe that the same old defensive style is going to show up next year as it has the previous five. And don't tell me that guy has not had enough weapons to use in his arsenal. 
So it's a curious thing that we have a new head coach. If it's Cable, will he keep Ryan? If it's Cable, he has to interview a minority candidate, probably Lofton or somebody else, but he's got to interview somebody else. Let's just hope it's not the last minute. Let's just hope it's not the last minute for the coach that we need to take us to the next level, even if it is Cable. Make up your mind so we can keep this thing rolling after this last great win. Consistency, I've always said, is important. It's not my preference that we just keep him as a coach and keep things as they are at all. I do not see that fixing anything. I do think we need a GM, and it would be awesome if Parcells would make the move to Oakland. It would be the best thing that happened to this franchise in decades. But some of the things we got to do in this offseason, what we got to do is sign a Samoa man. We got to sign Namdi because we don't sign him to a long-term deal. It's going to be tough to replace him. We have good players on the team, yes. Are they like him? I don't think so. The best defensive back so far this year. Going to the Pro Bowl, of course. If we cannot sign him to a long-term deal and he's been on leaving, then maybe Chris Johnson's got to be signed right now because he is a legitimate starter. Even though he's a little older, he can put it together. He's currently not making very much money, and he's an unrestricted free agent. we got to lock him up. we got to beg and plead for Shang Lettler to stay in Oakland. We have to give him a long-term, big, fat contract because that's what he's worth. Let's not let this guy go, please, Al. He is a fan favorite. We love this guy. Please do not get rid of him. Sign his ass to a whopper and a story. I think we got to keep most of the offensive coaches, depending upon what happens. We have to fire, hire someone to, to really tutor to Marcus Russell and really be working with him, a really good quarterback coach, because he's right there. We got to keep all our halfbacks because you could see the value. We might get rid of one guy, but our halfbacks are the bone, the backbone of our running game. We got to have those guys because that's the ones that are blowing holes for our running backs. We have to have them. You saw what happened when we lost our first guy. We have to get rid of all the fat in the organization. We have to take these guys like Walker and all like, like paper bag Harris. They have to go. And any other player that's not producing up to his level of pay or renegotiate the contracts because we are in cap hell right now. That's why we, another reason why we need a GM. We have to cut the fat. We have to cut the fat Rob Ryan. <laughs> and we got to get rid of all the defensive coaches, every one of them. We need a new defensive coach and a defensive staff. We have to put a defense on there that fits our guys because we have great players and bad play calling a lot of the time. Too many years Ryan has had to produce, and we really never made it there. We need a bigger and better offensive tackle, somebody worth keeping. 
somebody give us some depth in the offensive line so we can continue to pound the ball with our running back. We got to keep Higgins and Shillings, and we got to give them some money no matter what it costs us. And even if we violate some salary cap rules, we got to make it. Walker has to go, but he's injured, so he might be stuck with his goat-smelling ass for another year. That's what I think needs to happen, Raider Nation, on this offseason. We will see. Timing is of the utmost importance. We got to get things rolling sooner than later. And I hope the Raiders don't pull a classic that is wait till the last minute to hire somebody just before the draft. We can't do that. We can't do it. We're, we can't do it as the team we are and the team we left the field. We owe it more to the players. I think if they see the effort made to change things, maybe they'll want to stay. Ugh. It's just painful. I'm happy for the win, man, but we did kick some ass. It was beautiful. You love it. The Buck Stadium was silent, and the Raider Nation in the stands were making it loud and proud. I wish I were there to celebrate with those guys. That would have been precious. Without further ado, man, we're going to hit that bone line, which will be going on all season, off season, mind you. one 800 No, we do not close the bone line down for the offseason. Nope. You guys need to be heard. We're going to have – there's all kinds of news that's coming down. You guys are going to have to speak out. I'm telling you right now whether you want to or not because you're still Raider Nation, and we have a long offseason, folks. So bear with us. Stay with us right here on Raider Nation Podcast. You can get it up. You can get your news. You can get your grooves right here. So let's see on the bone line, who is the first caller? We got a lot of you guys, so bear with us. We got Darren in Utah. Greg, hey, this is Darren from Utah calling in for the first time. It's about time we got a win. Wish I could have watched it here in Utah. They always put the goddamn Broncos on here. I hate the Broncos. Sick and tired of seeing them just because they're over the mountains. I hate that. Anyway, it's about damn time we finally pulled one through. Uh, we'll talk to you later, and we'll see you next year. Hopefully we get another win this weekend. See ya. Yeah, Darren, it kind of blows when you're anywhere around Donkey Land or San Diego even, but San Diego gets a lot of Raider games. I feel bad for anybody in hostile territory, brother. But, yes, we did get a victory, and, yes, it's good. And, no, you shouldn't just call in during the regular season. You can call in any time, call in about the draft, call in whatever. Call in when you feel the need to voice your opinion about the Raiders. That's what I'm talking about, partner. Thanks for the call. Don't be shy. Who we got next? Oh, my goodness, it's Raider Cogs. Hit it, brother. Raider Nation, this is Raider Cogs calling in from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, letting you guys know, like I told you last week, we were going to smack around Tampa Bay and show Chucky what he liked. Check it out, folks. He's wearing a black shirt on the sideline thinking he's a Raider. That boy better get for real. The Raiders looking good. Tom Cable had everybody motivated going on. Regardless of what you say there, Greg, Tom did a great job with all this shit going on in the background. Wonder what he could do through a whole year. Maybe we owe the guy something. Anyways, I'd like to wish everybody a happy new year, and here's to the Raiders 2009. Later, boys. We've got a lot to be happy about. Later. 
Great victory. That's right, Raider Cogs. And yes, man, Cable Guy needs to get a chance. I don't think we should get rid of him no matter what because he's a great line coach at the very least. But, you know, maybe it'll happen. I don't know. That, you know the jury's out. He's won two good victories. So, hey, things could be worse here in Oakland. Uh, he's not the worst thing that could happen, that's for sure. And give him a chance. Well, you know what? It's better than what we've seen in the last six years. That's for sure. So let's see who's on the line next. We have Raider Mike. He's calling in to call me out. Raider Drake, this is Raider Mike calling in to call you out, bro. And I'm pretty sure you won't put this on the show, but if you do, I'll be happy because I'm calling you out, Raider Greg. You said Coach Cable will never win another game for the rest of the year. About three or four weeks ago, I think it was. And look at him now. He won two games to finish off the season. Two very convincing games to finish off the season. The play calling was awesome. The team looked awesome today. Watching Chucky's little face squint and just watch his stomach turn was just, mm, it was priceless. And, uh, you know, I think it's really good for the Raider Nation, you know. It gives us, you know, upbeat for next season. So we'll wait and see. But Raider Greg, own up. You said we'd never win another game for the rest of the year, like three or four weeks ago. And we've won two out of the last three. So what do you got to say now, buddy? Anyway, all the rest of you, it was a good year. I had a lot of fun meeting all the fans across the world and across the U.S. and even in the hatred land of Bronco land, good old Colorado Chris. Hey, man, it was a great year, and I uh, love you guys. Go Raiders. <laughs> Raider Mike. Dude, relax. It's okay. <laughs> I'll give him his props. He deserves them. I did say we weren't win another game. The last th three games ago, we got pummeled by the Patriot Rats. I was sure that it was over because our team had given up, Padna. You know it. I know it. We all know it. And Tom the Cable Guy came back, basic cable, and did some good things. I'm not, Don't get me wrong. I don't want him gone because he's a great line coach, but I just don't know if he's the number one guy. Perhaps we should give him a chance. If that's all we're going to get, I'd rather take him than some new guy or a retread. That's for sure. But you can always call me out, partner. We don't censor shit like that here on the Raider Nation podcast, bro. You are a great fan. There's no censorship on this mofo right here. So let's see <laughs> who's on the line next. Is my brother Juan Jorge? What you got to say, partner? Man, what a victory, dude. Just when it seems that the Raiders are the same old Raiders and we're going to lose, they somehow manage to keep the fans alive and pull out a win out of their asshole. This was beautiful. Perfect way to put us into the offseason on a happy note. 
yes, we're 5-11, and 11, but, man, this was beautiful. Two games that we won in a row convincingly. Not only did we win, but we won convincingly. And, man, when was the last time where we honestly thought we were headed in the right direction? Yes, Al Davis is still the owner, but the players. I mean, I've been bashing table all year long, as has a lot of people, but some people have liked him. But you can't question the fact that he really wants to win. And if he becomes our coach, you know, I'm behind him. If he doesn't, whatever. But you know what? It's games like this. It's finishes like this that makes me want to come back to Oakland next year. How beautiful would have this been if this was a last home game at home? But we won that one, too. I mean, we're, we're on a winning streak right now. We are on a winning streak. It feels good to be a Raider fan. So this year, as all of you know, is supposed to be filled with promise. But there were a lot of, you know, bad losses. And, you know, with Kiffin being fired, Cable picking up the team, it's not easy. But it seems like Cable has got these guys together. And even without Namdi Asuma, we still managed to win the game. However, with Namdi, we would have killed. Because there's no way in dear Lord's name they would have gotten all those long bombs on us. I think that we need to pay him now. Al Davis better be writing a check to him as we speak. And we need to keep Blackler too, which is going to be a bitch, but fuck, dude, we need to, we need both of them. What a victory. We kicked their ass. We took them out of playoff contention. This was sweet, guys. You know, I'm I'm going to say it right now. Season tickets is coming my way next year. I'm uh, you know, I don't I don't I don't care what I said and I said I wasn't going to get them. I'm getting them. Did it wins like this? that make me happy and make me want to be there and make me want to sacrifice the little I have for for the team I love. We just beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were a 9-6 and six team. That's a winning record, folks. And we just beat a team with a winning record. The sun is shining. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. If Cable is going to be the coach, I want him named the coach fast. And I'm talking about within the next week, because if Al Davis is going to give him any leeway or any any freedom, he needs to make his personnel decisions right now. Michael Bush. I'm not done, guys. Michael Bush. Where the hell has he been? Why has he not been in the lineup at all? 27 carries, 177 yards, two touchdowns? My God. Michael Bush is a stud. And we have three studs. The thing that makes me mad is they should have been rotated all year long. But it was Justin Fargus, Justin Fargus, a little McFadden, Justin Fargus, Justin Fargus, Justin Fargus. Where are these other two guys? They need to be worked in. They all have their qualities. They all have different strengths and weaknesses. We can use them to our advantage. And John Lee Higgins, he is not only going to be a punt returner, he is going to be a receiver. You know, everyone's talking about the draft and how everyone wants Michael Crabtree. I want Michael Crabtree, too. However, I don't think it's going to, you know, put us in the best position to build this franchise from the bottom up. I think we need to tackle some offensive linemen, defensive linemen, because that's what we need. We need to protect our $60 million quarterback. But Johnny Lee Higgins and Chaz Schillens, those guys are our building blocks right now. Zach Miller has been a stud all year. I think we're finally going to progress. But you know what? It starts at the top. Al Davis has to make some significant moves still to put this franchise in the best position to win. And for me, like I've been saying all year, 
This is the biggest off-season for me. However, I'm still renewing my tickets. I hope everyone that has season tickets renews them too because we're ready for life, baby. This is Juan Jorge, and I am out. Now that's a great Raider fan. This kid's 17 years old, season tickets, two seats, and he has to get people to drive him all the way to the Coliseum. That is dedication, folks. That's dedication from a young fan, and he knows football. The guy's on it. Thanks, Juan, man. Every single call-in. Good job. Thanks for the props as well. And um, your comments. Who is next? Oh, the Raider Nightmare. Yeah, fuck the butt. Back-to-back wins is just too damn sweet. To all the Raider Nation, have a happy new year. This is the Raider Nightmare, and the Raiders will shine in 09. Peace, homies. There you go, Raider Nightmare. Short, but sweet. The Raider Nation's rocking right now. We have positive going into the offseason. Hasn't happened since 2002, people. That's right. Our Super Bowl year was the last year we had two victories in a row at the end of the season. Check it out. (laughs) What a trip. These facts are killing me. Okay, who's up? Raider Mike from Gainesville, Florida. Hit it, brother. Hello, Raider Greg. It's Raider Mike from Gainesville, Florida. Giving you another shout-out. Well, I didn't expect us to win this game against the Buccaneers, or should I say Buccaneers? But I am glad because I hate, you know, Bruce Allen. He's a bitch. And... Gruden, I wouldn't really say he's a bitch. I'd say Bruce Allen's a bitch. And Monty Kiffin's a bitch, too, with his punk-ass son, Lane Kiffin. But anyway, uh, happy performance. I'm glad we finished strong. Looks like we do have two receivers, at least, and looks like we do have a legitimate quarterback. Jamarcus is coming around. I still think he needs a quarterback coach, but I think he's going to be okay. And, of course, a line. But uh, Michael Bush... Oh, my gosh, what a beast he is. I mean, he of course, he would have won the Heisman if he didn't break his leg that, you know, when he was his senior year. But looks like they're playing him, I guess, for trade bait. I wouldn't be surprised if those fucking years try to pick him up if we try to trade him or release him. But I am happy that the Raiders put two victories in a row. As far as Cable goes, well, still up in the air. I wouldn't mind seeing them still stay with the Raiders. I'm not sure as a coach at least offensive line coach, but he did a damn good job working three jobs, head coach, offensive coordinator, and offensive line coach. So maybe Al should give him a chance, but I guess it just depends on who he gets in as a GM. But we do keep him around. I like to keep him as an offensive line coach. Keep our special teams coach, Schneider, uh, and keep our D-back coach, I believe, uh, I can't remember. I know Willie Brown assists on that, but I forgot who our D-back line coach as far as Rob Ryan, I mean, he's loyal. He loves, you know, to be a Raider, but uh, I don't know if he's the one still for our defense. But then sometimes they play and sometimes they don't. Maybe, you know, sometimes you can't totally blame him. It's probably maybe the, the players not going about executing like they should So on defense. But goodbye, Tommy Kelly. Get rid of your punk ass. Goodbye, Trudell Sands. Goodbye, Kwame can't block Harris. Goodbye, Ronald can't catch Curry. 
all those fucking bombs. I'd rather just go with these young guys, these two- or three-year guys or rookies, and see what they can do, because obviously they finally came around. So anyway, Red and Greg, I was hanging out here in Atlanta with my brothers and sisters up here at the Atlanta Fan Club. Had a great time. My voice is a little hoarse because I've been drinking and having a good time, so we're all going to get together for the AFC-NFC Championship game they have here in Atlanta, So and the draft, of course. But anyway... Much love to you, Ray Greg. Great year, great show. I mean, great year for the show, I should say, for you. Uh, hopefully next year will be a great year for us. Love all my brothers and sisters out there, and go Raiders. Peace. Well, man, I got to agree. I got to agree. And you know what, man? First, let me thank you for being a Raider fan, true fan, calling in, letting us know what's going on. The Gainesville, uh, Florida folks, I'm sure you got some fans there, but you're part of that Atlanta posse down there. And please send my love down there to those people because any club is a good club in the Raider Nation. And I'm sure you guys, sounds like you're having a good time. I'm going to have to hit that place one of these times on my travels. You know I'm coming, and I'm bringing my video camera with me. So check it out. We'll be there sometime. I can guarantee you that. And uh, the takes are good. Uh, Tommy Kelly's got to stay. We owe him too much money. I think he plays okay. Trudell Sands. Didn't play bad this season. Better than he's played since he's been here. So I don't know about getting rid of those guys, but I do need we need some help on that line for sure. Thank you for the props on the show, brother. We appreciate it. Randy and I need that stuff to keep us rolling all offseason because that's how we roll. That's right. We roll every week, every, every week of the year, all the way around, all the way through the summer. You guys got to check it out because this is where all your news is coming from. We'll see you at the draft. We'll be talking about all that stuff and everything that goes on here at the Raider Nation. Okay, who's we got on the line? Who's next? Who wants a shout-out? We got Raider Jeff from Orlando. Hey, Raider Greg. This is Raider Jeff from Orlando, Florida. First, I just wanted to congratulate you and Randy on a, a great season. Uh, entertaining us and uh, giving us an outlet in the Raider Nation. Thank you so much, and I definitely plan on supporting you guys some way financially here in the not-too-far-distant future to try to encourage you guys to continue doing what you're doing because it's a fantastic outlet for all of us. Uh, without question, the last two games of the season – give us some hope for the future regarding this team. Um, I want to say something in reference to the typical <laughs> Raider Nation flip-flopping that we do. Let us have cautious optimism and not speedy pessimism as we typically do. I remember a few years back when Namdi Asamoah was drafted. And I remember he used to get toasted game after game. They used to pick on him, and he got a lot of penalties as well. We gave him enough time to develop, and he became the best defensive corner in the league. And I think that we need to have the same kind of hopefully cautious optimism with Jamarcus Russell. He's playing the toughest position, and I know I've been a supporter of him all year long, and I, I know that a lot of people in the nation question him. But he's playing the toughest position in the league. He was the youngest quarterback this year, 
know, to be honest with you, he, he does have his faults. But I can see him turning the corner. You can see the upside. You can see the talent there. And uh, I think we have a good quarterback. He just needs some people around him. And it's starting to look like some of those guys that we drafted might be the ones who can uh, surround him with the talent that he needs. We still need another wide out. We still need some linemen, both defensively and offensively, and we need a safety badly. But how about that 2007 class? That draft class looks pretty good now. And Michael Huff, maybe, he, maybe he's not going to be a safety, but he sure the hell is looking pretty good on uh, special teams. So maybe that's going to be his role since Jared Cooper is gone now. We've got to find places for these guys because it looks like we have a hell of a lot of talent and that we can compete. So I'm looking forward to 2009, and uh, who knows if Cable will be the coach or not, but he did a hell of a job the last couple of games in games that did not matter, keeping a team uh, competitive. And, in fact, we were more than competitive. And so I have a lot of optimism for the next year, but I'm cautious about it because, of course, it takes time to develop and gel together, and we'll be having new players come in, new coaches probably. And one other thing, they need to get Paul Hackett down there as a uh, quarterback coach because I remember Chad Pennington and also Rich Gannon being developed by this guy. We don't need him as an offensive coordinator, but – I think he could probably help Jamarcus Russell in his development even further. Anyway, I'm excited about kicking Chucky's ass today. And uh, go Raiders, and you guys have a nice offseason, and I know we'll be hearing you during the offseason as well. Take care. Well, thank you for the props, brother. You know Randy and I appreciate all the love we can get on this show. You know, man, we love doing this anyway. You know we do because we put it in there. We put it out for you. Randy puts it out there for sure. He works very hard on the show to make it quality, something you guys could listen to. And, uh, yeah, Paul Hackett would be a great addition. And Rich Gannon was saying the same thing, incidentally, while he was emceeing the game uh, about Jamarcus needing a good quarterback coach. I think that's a great idea. Uh, I think we got to continue with this. I don't know about uh, Cable, but the 2007 draft choices were very, very good. Uh, Looks like we'll have a very good window here at number seven in the draft to pick up some good defensive and offensive linemen. I know we need a wideout. Let's wait and see if somebody drops from a tree somewhere. That's where I'd like to go. Has to be quality, not a punk like Walker. Thanks for the phone call, man. Raider Jeff, keep coming coming back because we're going to be working it all summer long. All righty, who's next on the line? My good brother, Raul Oliveros. Woo! What's up, Raider Nation? Raul Oliveros here. We fucking won our last game, boys! Woo! I guess we got something to celebrate, seeing how we left the year as winners and not fucking losers. So we ended up 5-11. and 11. Fuck it. Two years ago, we were 2-14. and 14. Last year, we were 4-12. and 12. So to me, we're improving. Now, if we can only get our fucking coaching situation fucking fixed, 
But still, top priority is Nambi. Sign that mofo. And Shane Lecter, boom, look at them kicks. That mofo was kicking them bitches out. Good job, team. Thank you for uh, sending us fans off in a good note. A good win last week and a good win this week. I'm loving it, like Greg would say. But other than that, Raider Nation, Raul Oliveros, looking forward to 2009, looking forward to the draft, and looking forward to the Chargers getting their ass kicked next week by the Colts, because you know they ain't going to win. Simplify, Happy New Year, Raider Nation. This is Raul Oliveros, and I am out. Peace. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, great win. We haven't had a two win at the end of the season season since 2002. So that'll give you an idea how long it's been since the Raider Nation was left off in the summer with some positiveness for the next year, other than getting a new coach or having somebody to come in. And, you know, we're going to keep rocking and rolling through the draft and the whole nine yards. You'll be there with us, man. We appreciate all you've done, too. Uh, contributing to the bone line. All you guys have done a great job on this bone line, man. And Raul, you're steady Eddie, man. You're here. You're doing it. You're passionate. And we know you are. Raider Nation. For sure, partner. Okay, who's next on the line? We have Uptown Raider. He's calling from Yemen. What's up? This is Uptown Raider calling from Yemen. Yeah, in the Middle East. There's Raider fans out here. All I got to say, since Roger Godell came to Oakland, we're 2-0. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Raiders are going to win three Super Bowls in the next four years. Hopefully. Because Roger, Roger Godell sure sounds like the Raiders are going to do it. Because he did say that the league is way better when the Raiders are winning. That's all I got to say. I'm out. And if you don't know where Yemen is, it's up there in the Middle East. It's by... I don't know, <laughs> some pair of the Arab countries by Iraq, Iran. Oh, man, all by the trouble, man. I think you ought to be in the service or something. Thank you for listening to Raider Nation Podcast, first of all. And thank you so much for commenting. And I sure as hell hope we go to at least one Super Bowl and starting off next season. The last time we had some victories like this, man, Chucky was at the helm, and we ripped off three AFC titles in a row. So let's hope this is the beginning I hope this is the beginning of something great. Thanks for calling, brother. We appreciate it very much. God bless you and keep safe over there. Who do we have on the bone line next? Well, it's a new caller. It's Jersey Raider. Talk to me, man. Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is first time caller right here. Raider fan here in New Jersey. I just want to say, man, that you know, I'm proud of the Raiders, even though it's another losing season at 5-11. and 11. The guys, you know, they showed heart coming out there and playing against, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, beating them at home, going across the country in a game that was, you know, pointless to us Raider fans, or I should say pointless to the team in terms of making the playoffs. But, man, everything to Tampa Bay, and the Raiders came out and they showed something. And uh, as far as Tom Cable's coaching status goes, you know what? I think he's a good option, but I honestly do think there are better guys available. So, you know, if he is still the head coach next season, I wouldn't be disappointed. But uh, I think we should try and get, you know, some high-quality guys. If we get, like, a Bill Cower, man, that would be amazing. And if we get Bill Parcells to run this team as a GM, brother, that would be a Christmas gift that would, you know, set me for the next year or so. So, you know what? Big ups to the Raiders for winning this week. And uh, 
Go Raiders. Raider Nation, stay strong, stay proud. Jersey Raider, I'm out. Well, man, you hit all the points I hit on this whole show right there in your take. You know, be great if Parcells was the guy. Uh, Cable could be the guy. You know, I wouldn't mind if he he coached next year either, but I'd rather have Parcells as our general manager. That's for sure. But uh, good take. Uh, Keep them coming. We got a long offseason and a lot of things going on. Thanks for calling in, Jersey Raider. And uh, that was a good thing about the game, too. It was an important game for us to show uh, that we can play. And that's all we did. Two good games in a row. Two winning games at the end of the season. Hasn't been done since 2002, Padna. Okay, so who is on the line next? We have Raider Quincy from Chi-Town in the house. What up, Raider Greg? Raider Quincy out here in Chicago. Wrapping up this not-so-good season. But it was really nice to beat those fucking punk-ass bucks. Always nice after the Super Bowl, man. Chucky, motherfucker. But anyhow, again, man, love what you do. Show's tight. Listen to it all the time. Haven't been calling lately with all the losses, but, you know, there's just not a lot to say when we get spanked around. But again, man, Russell looks good. McFadden looks good. we got a lot of young talent. Let's build around it, man. Let's do this. See you next year, babe. Later. Raider Nation. That's right. It's been a tough season, man, but can't beat the two wins. I'm glad you came in for the call. It's the end of the season, but it ain't the end of the show, Padna. So just keep in touch. We'll be in touch and be spreading that Raider Nation news to y'all. All righty, who's next? We got Raider AC in the house. What's up, Raider Nation? Raider AC calling from Portland, Oregon. I am very excited on how our team ended the year. Two wins. We look like a good team that pulled for each other. We didn't give up. We fought. And we look good. We look like a completely different team from the rest of the year. Oh, I am very excited to beat Chucky in his own home. I mean, you know he thought they were going to demolish us. We got him out of the playoffs. That is just awesome. Uh, I can't believe it was us to do it to him. My best friend is a Buccaneer fan. For some reason, he wouldn't return my text or my phone calls. I don't know what's going on with that guy. But anyways, I like to point out some core players that we need to keep for offense next year that we could actually build a franchise around. Of course, our running backs, Michael Bush was a beast. Of course, McFadden and Fargus, they're all good. We need to keep all of them. Jamarcus might actually be a decent quarterback. He's got the skills. If he could just get the brains to go along with it, he's going to be all right. Johnny Lee Higgins and Chaz Schillens, that receivers, they look pretty damn good. Uh, of course, Zach Miller. And uh, if we keep Justin Miller as kick returner and let Johnny Lee just do punt returns, I think we'll be in good shape there. Um, you know, every, I can't believe how good they look at the end of the year. I don't even know what to say. It looks like a different team. I mean, when it comes to the draft, I think as long as we – I think they need to get uh, – if Smith isn't there, I believe that's his last name. He's a left tackle out of Alabama. If he's not there when we pick seventh or eighth, uh, got to get Michael Crabtree, the wide receiver out of Texas Tech. The guy is awesome. But that left tackle out of Alabama is a beast. One of those two guys would do us well. As far as the coach goes, I like Cable, but I think he should be our offensive line coach. And uh, I can't say much about the coaching situation because I don't know what the options are. I'm pretty sure I've heard Jim Harbaugh's name and uh, 
what he did at Stanford, I think, is pretty unbelievable because he went into a situation where these kids are just not as athletic as everybody else. They're smart kids, and he got a lot out of them. We can't say that about the Raiders. The Raiders have all the talent in the world. So, I mean, he could put something together there, I think. A lot of it depends on who our defensive coordinator will be. And, of course, we need a GM just to get in there and clean house and bring in winners and get rid of all the bums. But I am pretty excited. Uh, I like to say thanks for Raider Greg and Randy for doing this all year. And uh, I can't wait till next year. I mean, I went there for the Denver game, the opening game. That was a horrible game. But hung out with you guys at the tailgate for about the last 20 minutes, me and my brother. Uh, I hope I'll be out next year for a game. And uh, that's all I got to say. Raider Nation come one. Raider Nation come all. Raider Nation, good night now. <laughs> good take. Very good. Johnny Lee Higgins, uh, I don't want to see him get hurt, but he does run a great ball back. And between those two guys, I'm going to tell you, that's going to be a great tandem. we got a good young team, you're right, to build around. Jamarcus looks good, too. And I do think we definitely have to keep Cable as well. It was a great game that we won, of course. Uh, like I said, two wins in the end of the season just doesn't happen. And uh, some man, maybe got to give Cable credit for it. Either way, we're going to get a new coach. One way or another, it's going to be Cable. You know they're going to get rid of the defensive coach. I don't know, but uh, we'll see. You know, there's a lot to unfold here, and that's why the Raider Nation podcast has to continue because <laughs> things change quickly in the Raider Nation. Okay, we have a final caller. Who is it next? We have, yes, the Crusader Raider. <laughs> Hello Raider Nation, this is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, ringing you after a fantastic victory against Tampa Bay last night. What an end to the season, eh, Raider Nation? We just don't know what we're going to get one way or the other from our team. Um, but if, if anything to go by on the last two weeks, at least some of those uh, young guys have, have stepped up to the plate and some things have started to happen. It was great to see us win at Tampa. I'd love to have seen Al's face at the final whistle. I'd love to have seen Chucky's and uh, uh, Mr. Kiffin Sr. and all those guys. But unfortunately, we didn't get a broadcast here in the UK, so we'll have to wait until the highlight show comes on. But I'm sure they'll do something anyway. But uh, as I say, a great end. Something for us all to share in. Something to take away with hope and optimism as we go through to the draft and then on to next August. Uh, Greg, keep the old... Uh, uh, podcast going throughout this off season we need need to know what's happening here in the uk from the bay and uh like to take this opportunity to wish all my friends in the raider nation uh remainder of happy holidays and a happy 2009 and go raiders keith smith ever the positive ever the raider fan keith man thank you tell richards i uh, hope he's doing well and big wave dave we got those shirts with, yes, Manchester United, I want to tell you. But she's still sporting that Leighton Orient shirt, I want to tell you right now. My daughter is. So uh, thank you for those gifts. That was wonderful. Happy holidays to you guys. And you guys are always welcome, you know, in the Raider Nation all the time. We look forward to seeing you guys again. And we will keep rocking and rolling. You know that. And thanks for the calls, man. You know what? It costs them some money to call this line, unlike everybody in the United States. And... uh Keith, the Crusader Raider, comes through with his wisdom and his knowledge and, most of all, his positive attitude on the Raiders. And you got to be positive the way we ended this season. Well, that's going to wrap up this show of the Raider Nation podcast. 
I thank every and all fans who showed up and came to the tailgate and called in on the phone line and listened to us, man. Thank you for being out there, even if you never call or let us know you're listening. I'm telling you what, man, just to let just to know that we help spread a little news about the Raiders, the Raider Nation, what's happening with this team all year long, every week. Sometimes you miss a little bit because everybody's got to go on vacation. But other than that, we did 22 podcasts in the offseason last year, and we did 22 during the season. So that'll give you an idea of how much Randy's working, and we're just trying to get that news out to you. And we just hope you enjoy the show. All of you, everywhere, no matter where you are, what country, what district, what state. We thank you. God bless you. I hope you had a happy holidays and happy new year from Randy and I. Uh, we really appreciate uh, you guys coming through for us. And all it takes is just a thank you, man. And we get all those all the time. We don't need anything other than that. So thank you so much for listening to our show. We will continue to rock on all the way through the draft, all the way through the preseason, and hopefully at 2009, all the way to the playoffs. This is Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs> <laughs>